As you can see, I'm just making a line there with the chainsaw. I like a chainsaw line because it's such a definite line and I don't lose it. Yeah, this is a good way of taking chunks out. At least I don't need to punch the saw through and try to keep it on the lines. Just knock out some pieces there and get her down to size. Brushing with the chainsaw. Remember, safety first. Don't do as I do. I tend to forget about safety sometimes and just grab my saw and start cutting. There it is, blocked out in my piece of white pine. This is after a little more, uh, a little more blocking out with the chainsaw. I like to reference uh, the real thing, you know, you know, from a picture, because that's what we're trying to accomplish here, realistic. And I also use a taxidermist form to, uh, to make sure I'm anatomically correct. These are antlers that I was given. They came out of southern British Columbia. They were harvested. And uh, so now I will make, I will interpret those into wood. But I'm going to change them quite a bit. I'm going to change them into more of a northern antler, which will be bigger. It'll have a little more uh, dish in the shovel. And uh, you'll see how I... Uh, And I keep the, the real antler on hand just so I can get all the right dimensions and all the right angles on the, on the, on the antlers because it all has to fit up later on just the way the real one fits. I've done this so much I can pretty much just take a look at it and uh, copy it. With, without doing a lot of measuring and stuff like that. I can just take a look and... There I go. I'm continuously referring. Now I'm referring to uh, antlers out of a book. I'm copying, trying to accomplish now uh, the northern antler. So uh, I'm putting more tines in. It's going to be a bigger antler. You will see, I've changed this one that you're looking at. As you can see by the weather changes, 
this all doesn't just happen overnight. It takes a few days to uh, pull this carving off. Actually, I do this carving probably in a couple weeks from beginning to end. Now, as you see, there's not a lot of protective equipment on me. Um, if you work for the compensation board, you will have be having a fit watching this guy operate this chainsaw right now. Because I'm probably breaking a few rules. Chainsaws like a second hand to me. I've run these things. I was a log home builder. I was a faller. I was a bucker. Almost any job, you name it. With a chainsaw, I've done it. So this is right down my line. I love carving with a chainsaw. As you can see, I changed chainsaws. I have about 10 different chainsaws with different uh, chains and different, different bars, different sizes, power-wise. Power um, some I have set up just for brushing. Some I have set up for things like this where I'm just taking off chunks of wood. And I have carving bars on some of them that, uh, that I'll get in there. When I talk about brushing, this is brushing. So I don't need a really fine carving, carving bar for doing that. All this work is quite accessible with with the carving, with the carving bar that I'm using there. Now I take a cut saw grinding wheel. Yeah, after this I'll, I'll get a die grinder with another bit on it there, another cuts all bit. I'll do some little finer work, just clean it up a bit there. Uh, there's still a lot more fine work to do on it, but this just generally gives us now the antler. And um, I'm gonna go on to the ears now. Take the taxidermis form, which depicts the real ear. I always make them a little bit bigger than what uh, than what the form describes because when they hang the pelt onto these uh, forms there's still a lot more fur and stuff like that so 
And I always believe bigger, the better. Um, if you're doing something, it's got to be larger than life. Just a little bit larger than life. That's the human being. Everything's got to be bigger and better and larger than life. Uh, and I'm that way. So, as you can see, I'm just, there's a carving bar right there. That's quite a long one. That's not a real fine one. I, that's got about a, oh, probably about a quarter tip on it. Maybe dollar tip on it. I have a lot finer carving bars than that. As you can see, I got that cuts all disc grinder again. Shaping it out. Make sure it's clamped down nice and tight. All the stuff I do here, anybody can do at home. I don't have a lot of grandiose tools or as you can see, my shop's not too pretty. And as you can see, I just burn my scrap in the background there. And I move fast. Look at that. I don't want to, I said earlier, I don't want to get into too much technical stuff because I really don't want beginner carvers to do some of the things I do. As we go along in different videos of different projects I do, I'll introduce, I'll introduce more technical stuff all the time, showing, showing how, how to use these tools and some of the bits and things like that, but for now, Let's just do a project. So you take it down and make sure I got a nice tight fit because I have to put glue in there too. So, so I want those fits to be, I want that ear and that horn to fit exactly tight. Oh, here's my wife. Oh, she's real serious. So am I. Somebody's on the line. Now I put some glue on there. That's pretty funny, eh? You see my wife go right back in the house. Anyway, got some glue on. I bolt it. Set it up, make sure it's sitting nice. nice big bolt into its skull. Hold that horn in along with the glue. I have dropped these things right onto the antlers and nothing's broke. I use a maple. In this case I use maple to build the horns out of. Body, the head and neck is white pine. And after I get the horns on, I'll just do a little more brushing. Just clean it up. I always like to leave wood in every case. Cuts all the work. 
against that disc grinder. Bring it up. Now I do a lot of this stuff because I'm so proficient at using these tools, but I don't want to see a beginner take that grinding wheel like that and doing some of that stuff. Now I didn't show it, but I had glued this beard into place. I I had set it in, uh, set it into the skull, about an inch and a half. And the grain is running uh, perpendicular there. I think that's the word, perpendicular. What a word. Uh, up and down, anyway. So that if it... It's not going to break. A little more detailing there. Now I've got a flame burr. A cuts-all flame burr. Or a typhoon bit, whatever you want to call it on the end of the die grinder. I'm starting to get some detail in it now. As you can see in the background, it's a bit of a farm I live on here. I like wide open spaces. The city's nearby, but I still got country here. We have moose that come into our uh, top part of our property. There it is. As you can see, that horn, that antler is bolted into its skull. The ears are bolted into, along with glue. Now I'm going to start cutting out some fur. This little tool I'm using was, uh, it was a little rotor, a little Makita rotor. And so I took, took the rotor plate off it and it up to put this little little bit that I can cut fur in with. I adapt a lot of tools to carving. Almost any, almost most of these are, if I think all of these tools are not traditionally carving tools. They're tools I've just made to do the job other than the carving bars. There you go, look at how fast I can go. See the wind blow that door shut? Yeah, I've had quite a variety of weather here. Uh, there's been days when it's been really hot and the heat's really hard on the wood because the, the sun hits it and 
and the wood starts to open up a bit and start to get cracks and stuff. I think after this little uh, storm we're having here, it hasn't slowed me down at all. I just keep on working. I've, I've got shelter. And... But after that storm, the, uh, the sun came on really strong. It got really hot. And I had to move this thing inside because uh, with the heat hitting the wood like that, it was, it was starting to check a bit. As you see the little line of uh, other wood on the antler there, I ran out of wood. I needed, I needed to add a bit more wood, so it was a little bit off color, but it didn't matter after, you'll see, after I get, get it all stained up, I won't even notice the different colors. You can see I'm set up pretty good there. I got a table that I can roll that thing around on the table. And working in different angles. This is just a nylon rotary uh, disc thing that I put on a drill. And it cleans off the fuzz. It just cleans it up. I'll go around, clean all the fuzz off. You'll see when the sun comes out there, it gets really hot. And there it is, it's all cleaned up, got some fur on it. We're getting pretty close to uh, the finished carving. Matter of fact, we might be there now. There, I'm starting to, starting to stain it. Uh, I was doing that outside, as you can see. But I found it was just a little bit too hot and my stain was setting up a little too fast. So pretty soon I will decide to take it inside. Where it was a little cooler, a little more controlled environment. I wet it down with some paint thinner. And then I take a gel stain. In this case, it was oak or uh, walnut was the color. Moose come in various colors. This color seems to be pretty close to the uh, to the real thing. There, I brought it inside. Figure I'll work inside, a little more comfortable. At the time it was blistering hot outside. Now, because I was once a painter, I was, I was a wildlife painter, 
So I, I use a lot of my painting techniques. I'll go in and I don't just slap the stain on it. I, I get in there and I actually paint out the uh, contours of, of the muscles and things like that and highlight them. And We're starting to look look like a real moose. I want this thing to be hanging on someone's someone's wall and I want him to know that I want it to look as real as possible. And quite often people will mistake them for the real thing, which I don't like that. I think you should put a sign under it saying wood carving or something like that because, uh, you know, not everybody has a wood carving of a real moose. There, I just take some sandpaper and just uh, sort of highlight. kind of takes takes the edge off the stain and brush it up a bit makes the antler look uh, more like a real antler here I've hollowed it out and I'm putting the mount bracket on it's funny I never showed uh, any hollowing it out which was fine and that's the finished thing there you go